everybody. Welcome to another exciting episode of Coco and Dots. We're real people bringing you real reviews of all the latest movies and series on Netflix, Amazon Prime, and Disney+. And today, oh, before we get into what we're doing today, I'm not Dots. Hey, I thought you forgot that part. I'm not Coco. I'm still here. <laughs> and today, now we can get into this part. Yes. We're reviewing American Murder. The Family Next Door on Netflix, a recent release. Daltz, tell us what it's all about. Not to be confused with American Crime Story, The Murder Next Door, <laughs> or American <laughs> Family, The Crime Story Next Door. Before we started recording, I was like, what the hell is the name of this thing? I guess I better figure that out. And Daltz was like, American Crime Story. I and I was like, like, I know that's not it. No, I was, I was way off, listener. I was just... I was just kind of winging it, you know, without the notes. This is the attention to detail that has made us famous. <laughs> <laughs> this is where we are in the pandemic. It's like, what are we talking about? I don't know. Let's. What did we watch last? Okay, let's do a Geico commercial. <laughs> Some chick died <laughs> in the end. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So the story is, not to make light of murder, but uh, no. it's about murder. And it's about this story of uh, a mom and her two children, and they go missing in Frederick, Colorado. And this is in 2018. And the documentary that is, it's a Netflix documentary, debuted uh, September 30th, um, which is a week ago as we're recording this. It it recreates the story in a fascinating way. It's more the... uh, it's more the delivery in this one than it is the story. The story is sadly all not all that unique when a, a mom goes missing and uh, the husband is suspected of murdering a uh, husband slash partner. Um, to me, this was presented very well in that it was recreated with Facebook video and social media video and personal iPhone video and... Like security cameras, like some guy across the street from their house had a ring video on his uh, front door on his doorbell. So he captured like the husband's truck the morning of the disappearance. And the police uh, headquarters interrogation video and stuff like that. So there's no, uh, there are no original interviews in this show. Uh, No recreations. No recreations and no uh, host or anything like that going and no, no voiceover or anything like that. It's all used uh it's all source material which i thought was really fascinating it was a really way to do it directed by uh jenny popplewell in that fashion and that's that's what to me really stuck out about this so this that's the that's the basic premise this thing is like an hour and a half long it's not very long it's not eight episodes or 12 episodes or 15 episodes like some of these uh docuseries tend to be it's uh it's pretty cut and dried and that, I don't know if that's a summary as more or less a characterization. <laughs> but So mom and two kids go missing and husband the cops, is suspected. Yeah, the cops find out what happened. That's your summary right okay. there. Okay, so you should have done the summary then, I guess. <laughs> I just went right into like what I thought of the format. <laughs> that's, that's okay. It's Nobody murder. is listening anyways. <laughs> but like I said, some chick died. There you go. Like, yeah, so I wanted to be a little bit more tactful than that, <laughs> respectful. Um, so what did you think, Coco? Well, I'm like you. I really enjoyed the style of it. I enjoyed the no recreations. There were interviews with people, but they were 
in the moment. You know, it was the police interrogation video. It was the body cam from the cop who originally responded to the missing person call, talking to her friend who called in the fact that she couldn't get a hold. This lady's name is Shanann Watts. Mm-hmm. Um, her friend had dropped her off the previous, uh, well, the night before they had just flown back from like a business conference. And then she went over to the house that morning. Shanann didn't answer the door. She wasn't answering her phone. She wasn't responding to texts. Um, so yeah, I really enjoyed it. I said to Daltz as we were watching this, now that we're in pandemic times, maybe this is the way forward for documentaries since you can't really have people being in the same room together to do interviews and Zoom might not look great and you can't really do recreation. So if we could just do all police body cam footage mm-hmm. and interrogation room footage and then news conference footage when the perpetrator is brought to justice, like that would be, that's new and it's really interesting. Mm-hmm. And it never lagged for me. Like the way it was yeah. edited together, it jumped back and forth in time, but not in a confusing way. So it started with the missing person report being called in. And then it went back to like seven weeks before the disappearance. And then two days into the, you know, her being missing and it kind of went back and forth, but they always showed you when they were jumping in time. It didn't just cut suddenly. Mm-hmm. So I really enjoyed the the format. I enjoyed it a lot. One of the things I've decried lately about Netflix and some of the docu-series that they have is what I call the death of editing. So you have these series like the Madeline McCann one that we keep going on and on about, or I do it anyway. <laughs> Which is why it keeps getting downloaded. So it's one of our most popular episodes at this point. People would rather listen to the podcast <laughs> about the uh, series than actually watch the series, which I don't blame them because the podcast was only 20 minutes long. But um, w- one of the things I've decried, like I said, is the death of editing. And there's no need in some cases for these series to be as long as they are, 8, 10, 12 hours. Um, and I think this is the opposite. This is the this is editing at its pinnacle because you've got to imagine they had hours and hours oh, yeah. and hours of source material. Like you said, they had the police uh, body cams. They had, we had the interrogation room stuff. They had the security cameras. We had all mm-hmm. the footage from the, the TV stations that were covering it. Um, so there was oodles and oodles of, of source material here and they did a great job at weeding it, weeding through it and, and paring it down to the essentials. Like you said, it didn't feel draggy at all to me. I mean, it was, it was less than an hour and a half long. So I knew that it was going to be pretty snappy, but at the same time it didn't drag, but it didn't feel like it was rushed. Like it felt like it had some meat on it. And Mm -hmm. we were talking about new things and the, and the story was advancing. I wouldn't say quickly, but it was advancing at a good logical pace Mm -hmm. throughout the hour and a half or so that, that that it took. So there wasn't any time when I was like, what? I'm confused here. Go back. Like it was just, it was very straightforward. Um, I mean, you called it very early on in terms of <laughs> who the suspect was and, and that sort of thing. And you put the pieces together pretty quickly. I uh, I wanted to be more optimistic, but uh, in the end, I don't think there's a spoiler here to to say that uh, when the partner uh, when when a partner disappears, it's usually that partner's partner who uh, is is the main suspect. Yeah, when women and children get hurt, it's generally the person, the adult in their lives. Right, who tend to do it. Right, so and guys, we got to be better out there. But um, there, there certainly was a lot of great style uh, to this, and a lot of substance. And again, I, I, I think that there's nothing really holding me back from giving this like a two, 
I don't know, wanted posters up or something like that wow. because this this was just a fantastic view and it was it was succinct to the point and it was creative and it was um it didn't seem like it was going one way or the other. Like it let the mm-hmm. story, it was very objective. So it let the story and the footage uh, tell the story and you made your own conclusions. Like early on, I really wanted to believe in the dad that he was freaked out about this. But as the story goes through and unravels, you're thinking, yeah, dodgy. And then <laughs> it starts putting some clues together for you and that sort of thing. So I was very impressed. I wonder if part of the reason for it only being like 83 minutes long or whatever is because like within, I think, four days tops of her disappearance, they figured out what happened. Like yeah. they got the confession. They were led to the bodies, you know. So it's not like this was an Elizabeth Smart situation where she's missing for like nine months or mm-hmm. two years or whatever. And there's a lot more detail to the the investigation and the missing person case. This was just, she disappeared and kind of immediately the cops zeroed in on the husband. Mm-hmm. And I think four days, it was either three or four days, but four days tops after she yep. disappeared, they finally they finally got him to confess. So yeah, they cracked it, and I can I remember seeing when the fake, uh, like the graphic of the fake alarm clock flipped from one day, you know, day yeah. one to day two, and I was thinking, don't do it like Madeline McCann, like we did day one, day ninety seven, <laughs> right. and then day thirty two, <laughs> and then day forty seven. Like it was just that one was just all over the place to me. Whereas this one, I was like, don't, you don't really need the clock because I'm getting the sense that it's crawling ahead like this Mm -hmm. is a logical way to work and i will say that there was a lot of um cooperation by the police and by the family of the mom the deceased mom uh there was a lot of cooperation there and you could tell because it was there were the friends involved and the families involved and and that sort of thing um i mean i'm I'm sure they probably all had to sign release forms for their footage to be used like even though it was like body cam footage from the cops or whatever i'm sure the friends had to for the documentary sign a form to release yeah and there wasn't a lot from the watts family side of it um there was a little bit and it was heartbreaking in the in the courtroom and that sort of thing um but it's definitely there's cooperation and having done some research before this podcast there was a lot of cooperation by the family so there's a certain well, is that really objective and is that journalistic? But I think in this case, it came across as being pretty even-handed mm-hmm. because you felt a little bit for the dad, but then you didn't. <laughs> well, so I uh, apparently this was actually a very famous case when it actually happened. Mm-hmm. Like it made like Good Morning America. Yeah. I'm sure it was probably written up in People because People Magazine loves stories like this. Yeah. Um, I don't believe I've ever heard of this case. I mean, it's a possibility that I was sitting in a doctor's office and I picked up a copy of People and I read about it, Mm -hmm. but I don't remember hearing about this and I tend not to pay attention to cases like this because the media loves it when white women go missing and that's not a national news story, like focus on other stuff. So I really tend not to pay attention, even though I hope it turns out for the best. Mm -hmm. But um, one of the things I do wish was like, even though you know the husband did it, more than likely because that's usually the case statistically like i i still just he was kind of such an enigma to me and you know i mean obviously like we've said they didn't do any direct interviews so they didn't interview him in prison Mm -hmm. um but it was like okay yeah he's like screwing around with somebody else and he's getting in shape and 
he and his wife are having problems and like, okay, he probably wanted to be rid of his old life so he could start a new life. But it, he just didn't seem like he had that personality. And I know that everybody can have that person, like everybody yeah. can snap yeah. and do something that they don't think that they would ever be capable of. But he was, he just seemed like he was such a just placid, yeah. like even keel guy. Like I mean, when she went missing, obviously he put in the performance of, pretending like he was upset and, mm-hmm. you know, worried and blah, blah, blah. But yep. everything, like, this lady had, like, a ton of Facebook Live videos and mm-hmm. stuff, and he never seemed like he was too emotional one way or the other. And suddenly he kills his wife and his two kids, and I'm, it was just such an enigma. I'm like, that just, how? Yeah. How did he get to that point? Like, obviously, the problems in the marriage had been building up and building up and things exploded but it just it I, I don't know it just yeah it seemed that was the missing link to me as well was how did he go from being a happy dad because it seemed like he loved his daughters and it seemed like he was playing with them and he seemed you know as a guy who has raised daughters and and you tend to there are two types of parents right they're the ones that are just they want to have kids because they're you know it's it's the, it's what the expected thing to do at a certain time of their lives or it's a status thing or there's a, the parents that genuinely want to have kids and love having kids and we're you know we're parented very well and therefore have good role models and he seemed to me like he was very interested in having kids he seemed like he was you know having fun and of course you only it's it's the danger of social media is you only see all these happy moments right, right. so um, but the happy moments seemed like it was genuine. You know, the, the girls were running to him when he came home or when he came on an airplane and that sort of thing, came home uh, from the airport. And they seemed genuinely interested in seeing him and, and affectionate toward him. Like kids are the biggest, you know, BS meters going. Kids and dogs, <laughs> right? Like, you know, little kids and, and dogs, if if something's wrong with somebody, then you're tending to notice it around that, uh, around kids and dogs. So I... Uh, I, I was baffled by the change. There wasn't really a good explanation to me. It was like, well, yeah, he's got a hottie on the side. But, I mean, he didn't seem like he was murderous in any way, mm-hmm. shape, or form. Like, what makes a guy snap like that? I, th- yeah. that, that was you're, – you're right about that is that that didn't – it didn't necessarily um, – take it me out of the a documentary. It just was kind of, well, wait a minute. Why did he do this? It's sort of like what we were talking about with the Jeffrey Epstein thing. Mm-hmm. And we didn't really, when we were reviewing that uh, docu-series on, on Netflix, and we didn't really get a lot of insight into his character as to what his upbringing was and why he was the way he was. And I think... I think that's what's missing here. And maybe that's intentional. It's like, it, this is the every man next door neighbor. Right. And all of a sudden he's he's doing this horrible thing. And we just don't know what makes people, uh, you know, snap like that. Right. I mean, obviously they were having problems, but it's not like they were having problems and they were screaming at each other every day and mm-hmm. slamming doors and somebody was going and sleeping on the couch of the neighbor across the street or whatever it mm-hmm. was. She would try to pick a fight and he would just walk away. Or she would call him and say, hey, let's talk. And he'd be like, oh, I'm working out. I'll call you later. Like right. he seemed like he was really avoidant yeah. and not confrontational. If anything. Yeah. yeah, not confrontational at all. And then suddenly, oh, I killed my wife and my my two kids. And I put their bodies in like an oil drum or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I was like, what? Like, the, where like, did that come from? She was a hard case. So I can imagine that she was not backing down and, and in any way, shape or form. And again, I'm not legitimizing or rationalizing or anything like that. But the snap factor there 
would make some sense. Like just yeah. you just lose your cool and something happens that you're not mm-hmm. in control of. You know, but the kids that was premeditated and that was yeah. something that was heartbreaking and, and absolutely crushing that somebody who loved their kids so much would would do that kind of thing. So it's just it's there's more needed there, but I think we have a lot of insight into to maybe make our own conclusions like he started getting in really good shape and he mm-hmm. was doing this and he was doing that he looked really good i mean holy he did cow. look really good <laughs> like it was I, funny too because like we were uh watching the video of their wedding i think it was near the beginning of this documentary and then and then we go to him reporting her missing and that sort of thing is like is that the same guy right totally like he looks <laughs> I must have just missed, you know, it must have been a bad image on the wedding video or something like that. But he looked like he dropped about 50 pounds or something like that. And he was yeah. in good shape. He got shredded. Yeah. Like, Jesus. Yeah. It wasn't like in a, you know, in a sick losing weight kind of way. He was, he was stoked. So, um, so that, yeah, like maybe there's something there that we don't know about if, if it's, I don't know, roid rage or something <laughs> like that. But there was not a, that light uh, shone on his character in that way. But, but really to me, that was part of the mystery too. That's part mm-hmm. of the relatability of this is like not necessarily in terms of me as a parent, but me as a neighbor is you just really don't know right. these people that you mm-hmm. live next to or that are your friends or, or colleagues and that sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, and nobody knows what happens in a relationship except for the two people in it. So right. Exactly. Yeah. And especially when somebody is going on Facebook live all the time and posting all these videos and right. pictures of Very public. Oh, oh the perfect family and then behind the scenes she's texting her girlfriends like he knows when i take a shower at night this means i want sex but instead he went and he worked out and i'm crying and i'm like why don't you talk to him about that right. instead of texting your girlfriend right. like but at least she has somebody to talk to about it yeah I that's mean, true at least she's not in in it alone uh, right like go to you know, find a therapist like <laughs> right you know when you're having problems don't just everybody complains about their significant other to other people, but when you do it a whole lot, that's, Wait a minute. that's not everybody good. Everybody does that? You know everybody does that. Do you do that? <laughs> not a lot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll take that. <laughs> I mean, it's one thing if you're like, oh, he forgot to buy the milk. What am I going to do for my coffee now? And it's another when you're like, I'm crying because right. he... Uh, right. Well, you know. hopefully you're not sitting in the car going, oh, I'm that oat milk. I, I really know. needed that oat milk. I know. <laughs> What's the matter with him? Why doesn't he just write it down? <laughs> Sauvignon Blanc, not Cabernet Sauvignon. <laughs> How many times do I have to tell him? It took me a good six months, <laughs> listener. But I eventually made notes in my phone. <laughs> Which I have to update because I think there's some uh, yeah, vanilla latte or something like that in there now that <laughs> was a legacy favorite of yours before uh, before you went off sugar and everything. Before you stopped having fun. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm 44 now. So right. there you go. Right. You got to stop having fun at some point, I guess. Yeah, totally. So, so yeah, so it's one thing to complain about something minor. You know, everybody does that. But it's another thing to, it, yeah, just tell everybody everything about everything and then but then also at the same time on social media you're like we're the perfect family yeah having the gender reveal and stuff like to me that was more that was the that was the entire episode or the entire issue of this series or this show i should say this documentary was the uh the indictment of social media Mm -hmm. and how people live their lives so shiny and new and everything's great and happy. But behind the scenes, it's just not that at all. And all the videos we saw, you know, him embracing his kids and playing with them and her being all smiley. And, but she did say a couple of things like, 
oh, my husband's a genius. He left a phone in the car. Like, <laughs> right, totally. like she was, but again, that sort of was her personality not to, you know, like poor, the, the poor guy comes in, he's dressed as Santa. He's trying to. He's that was trying, really funny. <laughs> and then he just, you know, he's trying to surprise the, the girls. The girls are terrified, of course, because right. why wouldn't like you be? three years old and, and this no, strange man is coming in the house. Strange man with a beard. <laughs> you can't see his face. And yeah, it's it's pitch black at night and Santa comes to the door and he's like, oh, oh, oh. Like, yeah. and, had, and then he just sits on the chair dejected waiting for the kids to come down. And, and I didn't get like, apparently he was supposed to bring the camera so he could film them running toward him. But I'm like, wouldn't that make them even more scared if cameras got, if Santa's got a camera? <laughs> and, he's got a camera. Like, I didn't really understand that part, but I felt really bad for him because he was just like, okay, I'll just sit here. Yeah, and I'll then, just sit here with my you know, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> he's got the fake yeah, sack totally. of toys in his hand and he's got the bad beard and he's got you know the, the santa suit with the sleeves are riding up his you know his arms apparently that was a thing that happened when in real time when this actually happened and i would like to remind you that in 2018 other things were going on in the world right besides one lady and her children going missing which is a tragedy but not you know Tax cuts for the rich and Obamacare being repealed and midterm elections and caravans of immigrants coming up from Central America. This is all the other stuff that was going on in 2018. But apparently Good Morning America was covering this. Um, (laughs) But uh, I I just forgot what I was going to say. You were going to say that uh, you don't want me to come to the door dressed as Santa. But if I did, then you would not yell at me for forgetting the camera in the in the car that's true because well you'd be you'd be like sitting on the couch eating the cookies that we left out for you so <laughs> i do that anyway yeah like santa's got it the sweetest gig oh i remembered okay so apparently when this was actually happening like when it was actually happening people were going to her facebook page and watching all her videos and they were commenting about like well oh you know she's horrible like she deserved it yeah, and i'm right. like just just stop right nobody deserved it like yeah. you know we can have an opinion on you know maybe you shouldn't post so much stuff to social media but it doesn't matter like nobody deserves to die like nobody nobody should kill their spouse or their children i mean i think this is like a baseline for society like regardless of what your relationship is like just get a divorce you know before it'd be like you don't need to say that but actually you do need to say that now with social media the way it is you actually have to go and say no somebody doesn't deserve to get coronavirus no matter who they are and how nasty they are they don't need they don't deserve that and it's the humanity. Like, where is the humanity in all this sort of stuff? That's the thing that's frustrating. And when I saw that, too, I was like, she was a hard case. Like, that's what I said said that earlier, is that she was she seemed like she was a difficult woman or a strong woman or whatever, however you want to phrase it. Um, but, yeah, you don't, nobody, nobody deserves that kind. Nobody deserves to be mistreated, let alone killed, right. just because of who they are. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, as long as you're not hurting other people. Right then back off just like i said just get a divorce right that (laughs) divorce is hell which i don't know personally because i haven't gone through it but you you know it oh it's great (laughs) i would do it again you want to get married and then get divorced because it was 10 out of 10 would would get divorced again (laughs) would recommend (laughs) right it's a great way to spend your money (laughs) can confirm divorce is awesome (laughs) (laughs) we're all about the contrary here on the podcast listener (laughs) and you couldn't get much more contrary than divorce is awesome (laughs) So everybody knows divorce is awesome, but it beats sitting in a, you know, maximum security prison cell every day for the rest of your life because you killed your wife and children. These are the things you don't think you would ever say. Right. Or you would ever have to say. (laughs) But, you know, don't kill somebody because they're nasty. Don't, you know, 
don't get a, don't kill somebody and instead of getting a divorce thinking you're going to get away with it and you're going to run off with your little hottie who like seemed like she wasn't even really all that into him that much yeah i yeah that was weird too like when they had the like interrogation room footage of her like she was like on her phone while she's talking <laughs> yeah. to the cop. Like she's got her phone in her hand. And I'm like, is she looking at Facebook? No, like what's she doing? See, the like, irony of ironies would have been like updating her status <laughs> right. in in the interrogation room. It's like single. <laughs> right. And also like, like I'm checking in at the... <laughs> Not in a relationship. Yeah, you know? <laughs> in the Frederick uh, Police Department. Right. <laughs> feeling uh anxious <laughs> a little anxious face you know yeah. while I, being interrogated i i always feel bad for like all these women who are like the side pieces for the guys who kill their wives because it's like now your your name is with his forever uh, like anytime you google what's that guy's name like chad watts or chris watts or whatever chris watts, like yeah. her this lady's name is going to come up it's I, like oh you, you i that have poor no lady. i have no sympathy whatsoever for those women if they knew what was going on well if they knew what was going on yeah if right. they knew but he I was mean, married then but, well she did know she he was married yeah but he pulled the line on her that every married guy pulls on every woman that oh, i'm like, leaving her yeah like we're getting a separation and and then apparently she found out later that you know, Shanann was pregnant right. and she had no idea. And yeah, so. I think every we're all adults here. You have your eyes open. I think that promises get made in the, yeah. those situations. Like I'm not defending him by any stretch of the imagination, but I don't, I don't feel bad for women who are involved in these kinds of situations. Homewreckers that they can be. <laughs> well, when you don't know like the, the guy is clearly not getting a separation right like, but she bought into the oh i'm leaving my wife like yeah that never happens hardly ever well yeah but I'm, I'm not, sometimes again, you meet mr wonderful and you want to believe you know right but that whose fault is that well that's the, he's woman's, the one that's he's, a woman's fault for believing he's the one who took the vows though so ultimately it's his fault before he met her yeah yeah Right. Yeah, he's the one oh, who's yeah. cheating on his wife. Like, you know, he's the one who's lying and yeah. running around behind his wife's back. I'm, so. not, I'm not. I'm not defending that behavior at all. But it's just, I, like I said, I don't feel bad for the women who know what's going on in these situations. The ones that don't, you know, they're blissfully unaware. Well, then they shouldn't be blamed. But yeah. So you'd give this to one of posters up? I would. What would your your ranking be? Your rating? Yeah, I think I think I'd give it like a solid A minus. Oh, wow. Yeah. So where would you rank this among the documentaries that we've seen, the many that we have seen? Oh, wow. Well, the only one I can think of right off, uh, well, let's see, there's the Challenger, the mm-hmm. Madeleine McCann one, mm-hmm. but those were series. They weren't mm-hmm. They weren't movies, so. I, can't, I don't think we've seen one that was this short yeah. and this compelling. Yeah, totally. So I com- well, compared to Madeleine McCann, definitely it's head and shoulders above. Right. Because um, that was just way too long. Yeah. Um, Challenger. Challenger, I think, could have gone into more detail. I mm-hmm. said that on that podcast. So mm-hmm. I'd put it above Challenger, too. But And the uh, one, the social dilemma that we just recently uh, reviewed. That was fine. Yeah. I, I liked this better than that one, too. Yeah. But they, that one was also pretty short. So Right. It was only four episodes, I think, wasn't it? No, I think that was a movie. Wasn't that a movie? <laughs> Aren't they all four episodes? <laughs> True. Four to eight. I don't know. That's just the default. Yeah. So the director is telling us to wrap it up. So you want to take us out, Coco, with where people can find us. You can find us on Apple Podcasts. Please rate and review us there so that others can find us as well. We are also on Pandora, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play, 
TuneIn, YouTube, IMDb, Ghana, if you're in India, and Amazon Music. Please find us there. We're very excited to be on Amazon Music now. Yes. If you would like to drop us a line, let us know what you want us to review in the future, what you think of this podcast, you can email us at cocoandalts at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at cocoandalts. And on the interwebs for our reviews of things that we don't review on the podcast, we are cocoandalts.com. And by the way, listener, thank you for making July our best July ever. And then August was our best August ever. And then September was our best September ever. And also those consecutive months, we set records each time for downloads. So we have big, big plans for October because we got a top <laughs> July, August, and September. <laughs> and thank you, listeners in India. We are now big in India, thanks to Ghana. We so are. We are. if you or someone you know uh, is on the subcontinent, please tell them about Ghana and us. Because we love you, listener. We do. We are speaking directly to you. <laughs> uh, and so like us and thank us and share us. And for another episode, I'm not Dolph. And I'm not Coco.